Hello, welcome to the second episode of the K-Life podcast. This podcast goes over the five pillars of health. My name is Rishabh Bhavani, and I will be hosting this episode. I'm here with Mr. Tim Ziakas, who is the Director of Higher Education Channel Partnerships North America by the Center for Creative Leadership. You will be talking about social health and leadership. Thanks for coming onto the podcast today. And if you could please introduce yourself to the viewers, that would be great. Thanks for having me, Rashab. I appreciate it. So yes, my name is Tim Ziakis. I work for the Center for Creative Leadership, which is a 50-year-old nonprofit dedicated to solely leadership development and, and research. And so we've worked with uh, over 250,000 managers from across the world. We've assessed them. Um, we've worked with over 100,000 executives from around the world and assessed them. And so we have a really clear idea as to what it takes to become a successful leader. And so my role at the center is I handle our uh, higher education partnerships. And so working with universities and colleges to make sure that, that students are not only getting the technical skills that they need through higher education, but at the same time, the leadership skills that we know are so important later on in their careers and in their, their personal lives as well. So I appreciate you having me. Awesome. Once again, it's great to have you on and let's jump right into it. Sure. Why should I want to be a leader in the first place? Interesting question. I feel like, you know, leadership is one of those buzzwords where you think that the only time to be a leader is if you're a coach or a teacher or someone in charge with authority. And that's just based on a lot of the research that we've done on the center is not true. Leadership is an individual set of competencies that when you put them together with other people form really great teams or really great organizations. But in order to, to actually be counted on and relied upon and trusted, you as an individual need to be a strong leader. And so the reason why you need to be a strong leader in the first place is because people are relying on you. They're gonna rely on your advice and your opinions and the work that you do, regardless if you're a high school student, college student, or, or further on in your career. So being a leader is not just having power and being in charge. Being a leader is, is taking care of yourself. It's, it's making sure that you're doing what you need to do personally for the betterment of those around you. All right, thank you for that. That is very great information right there. And now, um, for the second question, do I have a leadership brand? If I do, what is it? Whether you're aware of it or not, you have a leadership brand among your circle of family, friends, teachers, coaches, bosses, you have a reputation and your personal brand reflects what your priorities are, what you stand for, the promises you consistently deliver on, and then how you go about delivering those promises again and again and again. So at school, your leadership brand is really how your personal brand plays out in the social process of leadership. So it's, it's how you interact with your peers, with your teammates, with teachers, coaches, to produce results. And so the, the answer is yes, you absolutely have a leadership brand. And what we've done at the center is help people understand what that brand is, give them that self-awareness so that they can be aware of, you know, where are my gaps? Where, where do I really need to work on? What are my strengths? Where do I need to focus my attention to maintain those strengths? And so, yes, you absolutely have a leadership brand. Oh, that's cool, Tim. 
And now the next question, why is it important to have a leadership brand? Well, your leadership brand is a reflection of, of your deepest values. It helps all of those people around you, including yourself, define who you are and measure your value. Uh, some of the reasons why paying close attention to leadership brand matters are, for instance, you may have a blurred leadership brand, which means people aren't really sure if they can trust you. They don't really know if what you're saying to them is true. They, they don't know if you're putting in the right amount of effort. That's not really where you want to be as a, as a future leader. Your, 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 your leadership brand, if it's done right, can accelerate the trajectory of whatever it is that you're working on. So that might be a group project at school. That might mean your dissertation in college for your PhD. It might mean uh, accelerating a startup venture or a new product inside of an organization that you're part of in the next 15, 20 years. So your leadership brand is the clearest way for you to make sure that people understand your authentic self, You know who you are, day in and day out when someone's not watching you do you have the leadership competencies to do things the right way and and lastly your leadership brand is really going to help you broaden and deepen your impact and i know something that you and i have talked about is the social impact of leadership and and if you have really strong opinions or really strong values and you want to work on certain types of projects that align well with that your ability to A, get those jobs or uh, showcase yourself as someone that can take on that role is going to be dependent on solely your leadership brand. Can they trust you to get the job done? Do you have the expertise to get the job done? Um, that Your leadership brand is everything when it comes to broadening the impact that you want to make in your career. And that could be at 12 years old, 22 years old, or 52 years old. It doesn't really matter. Right, thank you. So I'm now, how do I take steps as a student to improve as a leader? We've done quite a bit of research at the Center for Creative Leadership on not only what it takes to be a great leader, but what are the most common gaps between what organizations, teams think that their individuals should be able to do from a leadership competency perspective versus what they're actually able to do. So for example, uh, if you're part of a team, if you ask that coach what values or what leadership skills they think that you need most, they may say communication. They may say um, influencing without authority. They may say, we need people on our team to be self-aware. But if we ask you what your strengths are and we ask your boss or your coach or your teacher what they think your strengths are, nine out of 10 times, there's a gap. And we call that a leadership gap. And so the very first thing that anybody, regardless of where they are uh, in their life, they need to take a quick assessment as to where they are. And without doing that, it's, it's really impossible to develop as a leader. If you don't know what to work on, if you don't know what your deficiencies are, then you're really just throwing darts at a dartboard and hoping that you're becoming a better leader. So the very first thing that a student can do is take some level of self-assessment. And that might be a, a free tool that you can find on the internet. You can find personality tests. You can do Myers-Briggs. You can do DISC. There's all different types of, of assessments out there. 
but even if you don't have access to that, a really great self-assessment, a really good audit would be fantastic. So for example, write down what it is that you think that your skills are from a leadership perspective, right? Do you listen to people very well? Are you the type of person that gives good feedback in a way that the other person who's receiving it isn't offended and they actually think that you're caring about them and they see that you have good advice and they take that advice and then go do something with it? Are you self-aware? Do you feel like you have a good sense of what everybody else around you thinks of you? Or are you kind of wondering what they think of you in terms of, do they trust me? Do they think I'm honest? If there's some gray area there or you're not sure, that self-assessment is very, very helpful because then you can start to pinpoint, wow, I'm really not sure if when I'm giving people advice that they're taking it. And so let me pay really close attention to when someone's asking me for advice, how am I handling those situations? What am I doing? What am I saying? What am I asking? And that self-assessment is, is a really good starting point for anybody, regardless of, of stage of career or life that they're in. All right, thank you. That's cool, Tim. Um, so next question, how do you know if my personal leadership brand is working? The same way that you'd figure out if your leadership brand is not working. And it's, it's the, the assessment piece of it. The, and, and assessment is maybe not the right word because when we think, when we say assessment, we think, oh, it's a test, it's a survey, it's, a, it's, a, it's some sort of form that I'm filling out. That's not really what we're talking about when we talk about assessment. Assessment might be, go to your coach, go to your teacher and ask them, am I doing what you think I should be doing? Am I working to the capacity that you think that I should be working at? Do you think that I'm underachieving, overachieving? What is it that you think that I'm doing well? What is it that you think I should be doing to improve? There's not a lot of people that do that. And, and it's understandable, right? That's an uncomfortable conversation to have, right? Walking up to a teacher or a coach or a professional uh, uh, in, in a professional sense and, and really getting that, that honest feedback. But how else are you really going to develop as a person if you don't understand where you're at and how people view you? So the, the very best way to understand whether or not your leadership brand is working is to ask those that you are around most often, right? Ask them some really deep reflective questions. And you can't just go up to anybody, right? We all have a circle of friends that if you go up to them and say, hey, Jeff, uh, you know, yesterday when we were playing basketball, was I doing the things on the basketball court that you thought that I should be doing? Jeff might not be the, the right person to go ask that to, but maybe the coaches, maybe there's, there's another friend that you can rely on to give you just some really good, candid, honest feedback. And what you then do with that is probably most important because, you know, as you go through life, you're going to get tons of different uh, pieces of advice and little nuggets of suggestions here and there. You can't take all of them. So you have to kind of synthesize that out and say, all right, well, this is someone that I trust. This is someone that I value. This is someone that I look up to. So yeah, their advice makes a lot of sense to me. But unless you do that, that assessment, unless you get out of your comfort zone and ask people for feedback, you're only assuming what is happening with your leadership brand. It's just one person's perspective and that's yours. And quite honestly, leadership is about everybody else but you. 
in most cases. And so getting out of your comfort zone, asking people for some really good reflective feedback, that's really where you want to, that's where leaders separate themselves. Great. Thank you. So now, how are communication skills crucial for a leader? Communication is one of those buzzwords that we, that we hear a lot, especially in the professional workforce today. And communication is really two parts. We think of it only in one part, usually. And that's, what do I say? How do I say it? Do the people that I'm working with or the people that are on my team or in my class, do they, do they think I'm a good communicator, right? Do I speak well? And that's a big part of leadership. It, it absolutely is massive. And so there are senior leaders and executives around the world that are constantly getting communication training. So it's one of those things that you're never really done working on your communication, but that's only the one part. It's, it's the part that coming from you to somebody else. The, the most important part of communication are listening skills. And the very best leaders, when you look at their leadership competencies and when we test them in the workforce, the very top leaders are great communicators. The very, very top, top leaders are not only good communicators, but they listen fantastically. And what that means is they don't, they don't give advice uh, without asking questions. They don't give suggestions. They don't give their opinions. They don't tell people what to do. They empower others to make those decisions. And the only way that they do that is through listening. And so at the center, we have a really great framework. And this would be great for students. It's great for teachers. It's great for principals. We do a ton of training in, in K through 12 and higher education of the faculty and the, and the administration side on communication training. And one of the frameworks that we talk about is LACE. And so it's L-A-C-E, and it stands for listening intently. So the best thing that a leader can do is just listen, just hear what those around them are saying. Then from there, asking powerful questions. So listening, asking powerful questions, and they're open-ended questions, not just yes and no questions or very quick answers to questions, but really reflective questions. How does that make you feel? What happened when, when you said that to that person? Um, what do you plan to do next? What are the challenges that you're currently facing? Then you're listening for what those answers are so that you can actually make some really good uh, opinions and suggestions and guidance to whoever it is that you're working with. Then from there, it's challenge, right? So it's listen, ask, and challenge, meaning you have to challenge yourself. You have to put yourself in situations that you don't quite feel comfortable with. And then there's establishing next steps, which is making sure that you're doing all of those things, but you really need to have a plan going forward. But the most important part to that is the listening aspect, listening for facts, listening for feelings, listening for emotions. What is it that the other person or group of people that I'm having a conversation with care about? What, what does it sound like matters to them? What are they passionate about? What facts are they saying to me that I should remember? And so communication is two parts. And it's not just what you say and how you say it. It's how you're taking in information because that information is then going to put you in a position to be a fantastic leader. So uh, my suggestion would be is for any leader thinking about how to get better, think about communication as, as those two parts, and you'll start to see some acceleration in how you become the leader that you want to be.
Yeah, I agree. Communication is very important in being a leader. So thanks for that, Tim. So next question, how can I make an impact as a leader? The only way to make an impact is for you to take on some self-responsibility, some self-leadership, uh, regardless of what you want to do and how you want to do it. Unless you take care of yourself, uh, it doesn't really matter. And we have this conversation with senior leaders, executives, uh, those just entering the workforce in college. Resilience is a really hot button topic today for obvious reasons, given everything that we're going through in the world. But resilience is one of those things that it's not just a thing. It, resilience is how you're going to put yourself in the best possible position to make the impact that you want. So to make that impact, you need to get sleep, right? You need to get quality sleep, uninterrupted sleep. You need to eat well. You need to, to exercise. You need to read. You need to meditate. You need to do yoga. You need to listen to music. You need to be, you need to have a good community of friends and family. You need to have all of those different things. And you can kind of picture a Venn diagram with all of them. In the middle is where you're able to make the biggest impact. And so for anybody that's trying to do great things in this world, you can't be so hyper-focused on one of those things. You can't just be working all the time and having your brain focused on one thing all of the time. It, 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 it sounds counterintuitive, but, you know, taking a step back, going for a walk, taking a nap, eating a good meal, going to bed early, waking up early. These are all things that allow you to put yourself in the best possible position to be successful. And that's true if you're an athlete. That's true if you're a musician. That's true if you're an accountant. That's true if you're a student or a teacher or a principal. We are not our best selves unless we're, we're as well-rounded as we possibly can. That's how you make the biggest impact. Thank you. The next question, what leadership skills do you find most useful? At the center, we have assessed over a quarter million different managers from around the world. The, the data that we've been able to collect is super interesting. And one of the things that we've been able to, to digest from that is that there are four just four main leadership competencies that if every individual can focus on those, then not only themselves as individual leaders, but the teams that they're a part of, the organizations they're a part of, automatically become more successful. And those four leadership competencies are self-awareness, communication, influence, and learning agility, four. Now you can add in all different types of leadership competencies, depending on the role that you're in and the, the age that you are and the experience that you are. But if you can just focus on those four, those are the skills that not only that you'll find most useful, but your peers, your family, your boss, your uh, principals, your teachers, your coaches, anybody that you are around are going to find you to be a much better human being to be around. If you are self-aware and you understand how you come across, if you can clearly communicate, right? If you can concisely get a message across and you're clear in your words in a way that people understand what you're saying, that's a good thing. If you can influence people, right? Without having authority, you can lead change. You can, you can make suggestions. You can help people become better if you can influence them 
that's a fantastic quality to have. And then most importantly, shop is, is learning agility. And I talked about this in a, in a piece that you and I did and, and wrote, but learning agility is the number one leadership competency that when we go into big companies, fortune 500 companies, and we assess them and we look, we ask them a ton of questions and we do a ton of research on what it is that they're going through and what it is that they need. The number one leadership competency is learning agility. And it's two parts. Learning agility is the ability to learn something new, right? So if, can I put a paragraph in front of you and can you comprehend it? Could I show you a video and then you then do something in that video that it was teaching you? That's, that's the basic side. That just makes perfect sense. Do you have the ability to learn something new? The second part of that is where most leaders fall off. Do you have this innate curiosity to go out and seek out new things, new experiences, new challenges, new risks? Are you willing to put yourself in uncomfortable situations, knowing that you can't control every aspect of that situation? That is the number one leadership competency that organizations need today. And it's actually always been one of the top leadership competencies. It's only when things like COVID or major life altering things happen that we need a really large body of people to be able to move quickly and take risks and try new things and fail and be okay with that ambiguity and that unknown. That's when we, that's when those leaders get, get a, a spotlight on them. But those leadership competencies are important throughout, regardless of what's happening in the world. And so if, if I were a student, if I were a teacher trying to help a student, if I was a principal trying to think about what are the best ways for my students in my uh, elementary school, my high school, middle school, to be best prepared for the future, it's learning agility. How can I put them into experiences that they're not comfortable in and allow them to fail and test and and figure things out on their own, knowing that that's the goal is not to be successful in that moment. The goal is to develop a set of muscle memory, a set of skills that when you are faced with really difficult situations, that, you, that you're not thinking about trying to get those skills at that point. You've developed them. You're ready to go. You're prepared for those challenges. And so leader, learning agility is by far and away the most important competency that, that we see leaders needing today. And the sooner we can teach that to higher ed and K through 12 students, the better. Right, thanks, yeah. You need a lot of leadership skills in order for me to be a good leader. Very true. Yeah. How do goals help you become a better leader? Well, it's similar to what we were talking about with the assessment, right? If you, if you don't have a sense of what you're trying to do and what you're trying to accomplish, you're really just a, a leaf floating on the river with no real path. And so making sure that you have some set of goals. And so you don't need lofty goals. You don't need this five, 10, 15 year goal to become a better leader because it's just not realistic. There's a lot that's gonna happen within that time frame. The, the, the thing that we see a lot with, with emerging leaders or high potential leaders, people that have the potential to be a leader, but not quite there yet, is that they don't do a good enough job setting short-term goals, having really good concrete next steps 
in all different aspects of their life. So for example, some of the best students in the world do a really nice job of holding themselves accountable with short-term goals. I need to write this first draft by next Thursday. I need to study this topic by next Tuesday. I need to spend 30 minutes tomorrow in the morning making sure that I read this article so I'm prepared. That's true for high school students. That's true for college students. That's true for CEOs. The, the short-term goals, that, that immediate accountability is where leaders can really differentiate themselves because the vast majority of people are not paying that close attention to those short-term goals. What they do is they say, you know what, in five years, I wanna be able to do X. And in 10 years, I wanna be able to do Y. And usually X and Y are just things. I wanna be able to buy a house. I wanna be able to have a job that I make six figures. I wanna be able to do this, this, this. That's not really goals. A goal would be is in two weeks from now, I want to host three podcasts. In six weeks from now, I want to be able to uh, write four blog posts and have them fully edited. You know, those are short-term goals and that's what leaders need to stay focused on and still have some lofty long-term goals, but you better set some short-term goals in the meantime. So it's incredibly important. All right, thank you. And I'm trying to be a leader and make social impact by helping other youth reach their potential. Any advice for me? The advice would be to jump right in. You're not going to have all the answers. You're not gonna know exactly how to do that. You're not gonna know all the different steps that it's gonna to take to reach youth and put them in the best possible position. But similar to what I was saying before about learning agility is jumping in the deep end and treading water for a little bit is really the only way that you learn how to swim to the other end of the pool. And so if you're really trying to make social impact, if you're really trying to find a cause that you can get behind and that you believe in and that you think about and you learn about, and it's something that consumes part of your life, my suggestion would be is jump in, find leaders that you can ask questions, find organizations that you can be a part of and volunteer, find parts of those organizations that you yourself have the skills to fill their gap. So for example, if you were um, really, really, looking for some sort of impact cause to get behind. Find a local nonprofit or a regional nonprofit that is involved, right? And go on their website, learn about them. What do they do? What are their causes? How do they execute? And then do a little bit of a self audit for yourself. What are you good at? What are your strengths? Are you analytical? Uh, could you run some really good data modeling? Could you help them with their social media? Could you help them with some accounting or organizational processes? Maybe there are some things, maybe you just wanna go donate your time and volunteer at one of their events. Whatever it is that you feel puts you in the best position to help that organization, do it. Go call somebody and say, I really wanna get involved. Where can I help out the most? They're going to ask you some follow-up questions. They're gonna say, Rashab, you know, that, that's, first of all, that's fantastic. Thanks for reaching out to me. But then they're going to say, well, you know, what is it that you would like to help us with? You know, are you interested in anything? You know, we, we have a food drive. We're going to be planting trees. We're going to be going out to the solar wind farm. Whatever it is that they're going to go do, 
offer to tag along, offer to go see. And so you don't need to have all the answers in terms of how you're going to make an impact for any type of, of engagement, whether it's youth or you know, climate change. Jump in, go find a way that you can add value and learn, and you're already gonna be making an impact in and of itself just by doing that. That's great. This is great information and knowledge you have shared with me today. I'm sure the listeners will find it very useful and will start thinking about their leadership brand. Well, that's a wrap for this episode. It was great having you, Tim, on the K-Life podcast. We appreciate your time very much. Thanks. My pleasure, Rochelle. It was yeah. great, to, great to be here.